Hi there. Welcome to Bible Sass Chat. Gus, hi. Hi. How are you? Good. You got to say more than this, Gus. You're killing me. I, how are you? Hi. Uh, good. Uh, what? One word? I can do one word. Yes. I feel like no. We, I feel like we just did this. Maybe. <laughs> we are doing this again. We literally just did this 30 seconds ago. So, uh, we. Everything's uh, okay. <laughs> again. Okay. A man in a few words. Okay. Yes. It's horrible. Okay. Which is funny because you actually talk a lot. But then in these yeah. moments, you're like, hi. I'm, I'm camera shy. <laughs> oh, <can> my word. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, okay. So we talked about is it okay to ask for money as a missionary, yeah. which is helpful. It was a good discussion. Um, both of us functionally being uh, on the field. Yeah, on the field. Yeah. But that brings up a question. Right? Yeah, exactly. I, I think that the question is, what is a missionary? Because, mm. you know, you hear that a lot, right? I'm yeah. a missionary. Uh, you know, being on the field, you were on the field too. And you met a lot of people that call themselves missionaries who are doing all kinds of ministry. Yeah, different or, types of work. Or work. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not so much. They were bivocational. They were bringing some kind of uh, clean water mm. or some kind of training ministry. Or they were uh, itinerant. You know, they were going from country to country doing different things. Sports yeah. ministry. Yep. I met a lot. Uh, so what is a ministry? Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, who would you partner with as a church? Yeah. So this is super, super important. And I think we do get like uh, the word missionary has mm -hmm. come to mean just anyone who goes overseas. Yeah. And usually it, it's really funny. I think <clears throat> we sort of think about real missionaries as people that are in the third world. Yeah. So people who are in Africa, uh, Southeast Asia, yeah. Asia, you know, Asia. The 1040 proper, window. The 1040 window, yeah. basically that entire band, plus Sub-Saharan Africa. So you have yeah. like basically these places that are third world. If you're going to a third world place, you know, outer Mongolia, you're a missionary. If you're going to Europe, for example, well, it's the first world, yeah. so you're you're doing missions, but not really, yeah. you know. And then that also, what that does is it allows for a very wide array of what would count as a missionary. Yeah. Um, so like you said, like uh, clean water projects and sports ministries and all sorts of different things. The difficulty is the Bible actually only uses that idea of missionary in very few places. And that and and so what we have to do is just look at what the text says mm -hmm. about that. Um, so where we get the word is from the word great commission, right? So the commission, we are commit, committed by Christ to go do something. And that what we're supposed to be doing is to be witnesses of Christ, uh, sharing the gospel, making disciples mm. and teaching them. So our responsibility is to make disciples and teach them wherever we go, right? As mm. Christians, that's the truth. And then a missionary is just a person who's doing that activity in a place where there isn't a gospel witness. Um, and so we would place that in the context of essentially doing the mission as making disciples. Mm. Which is helpful to think about it that way. Not that there's anything wrong with clean water projects. Not that there's anything wrong with like teaching or doing business or all sorts of different yeah. things in other countries. And you can be a great witness in those things. But we would actually want to pull back the word missionary there. And the reason why we would want to pull it back is because uh, when disciples were made in the New Testament, what the church did, what, the, what the, the apostles did was that they gathered those disciples into churches. And they planted churches and they established elders over those mm -hmm. churches. Um, why is that important? Well, a true missionary, a true person who's doing missions work is actually doing those two things combined. Mm -hmm. They're making disciples and then they're gathering those disciples into churches and establishing churches in places where there are not gospel preaching churches. Mm -hmm. So a true missionary doesn't have to go to the third world. They're just going to a place where there isn't 
easy access to a gospel preaching church. Mm. So that could be in places like Spain, mm. where there are regions in Spain, like you were telling me, uh, where there's no gospel preaching church for like a two-hour drive, yeah. right? Or if you're going to Winnipeg, Canada, right, mm. where there's no gospel preaching church that we're aware of. So we need someone to go there and plant a church in that place because there's no, there used to be, but there aren't any churches yeah. there. Um, which helps us in, in terms of understanding what a missionary truly is, because Paul himself, who's the greatest missionary probably who ever lived, planted tons of churches in Turkey, in Asia Minor. But when Paul went on his first missionary journey, he actually went to his hometown, to Tarsus. Yeah. So he would have had a he would have had an accent, a Greek accent, when he, an accent when he spoke Greek, and he went to a place where everyone had the same accent yeah. as him. He was probably just a few miles from his hometown when he started planting churches and cities through Asia Minor. So when we think about missions, we don't need to think about going overseas. You don't need to think about like you know, sanctification by aviation, all yeah. the other things that get attached to missions. What we're actually doing is just saying we have people who are making disciples and planting biblically sound mm. churches in locations where those things don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. So you can have a person who's a missionary, but who is still local or who is in their own hometown, but they are actually doing a mission work in that sense when mm. they're going there to plant a church, yeah. uh, which helps us in terms also of partnering. Because yeah. then you say, well, who do you partner with? Well, it's not wrong to partner with uh, with a person who's doing clean water, things like that. But as a church, we would see that our responsibility as a church is to fulfill the Great Commission. And to do that, what do we want to do? Well, we want to make disciples and plant biblically sound gospel preaching mm -hmm. churches. So we're going to partner with people that are doing those two things, mm -hmm. uh, sharing the gospel and planting churches. Now, we partnered with you. You were planting mm -hmm. a church, yeah. right? But what were you doing? Well, you were training guys who were church mm -hmm. planters. So we need guys on, uh, on the field in places where there aren't gospel preaching churches to train men to mm -hmm. be gospel preaching pastors who would then plant churches in those regions. So we, we actually want to support guys who are doing the work of missions, which is planting gospel preaching churches in regions where there aren't any, or guys who are supporting that activity, supporting mm. the planting of gospel preaching churches in regions where there aren't. Mm. And that's really where we would stop the support. We wouldn't go any further than those two things. Because honestly, uh, those are the things that Christ has called us to in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Now, personally, you might say, well, I want to support I want to support someone they're doing a clean water project. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But as a church, we want to keep that support within those confines of that Great Commission sort of work. Well, and our resources are limited. So exactly. we, don't, we yeah. can't just, you know, give out money. Um, yeah. If yeah. you say, well, every, everyone who comes, if they ask for money, we're going to give it to them no matter yeah. what they're doing. You know, they're going to do a basketball ministry. Well, that... Because yeah. I'm necessarily wrong, yeah, but, of that, course, yeah. but we, we're not going to support that necessarily as a church. Yeah. So we're going to limit our, our expenditures when it comes to missions to those kinds of activities that fulfill the Great Commission, the way that the, the apostles saw it. Why do you think that um, the, <coughs> the word missionary has become like a s synonymous with going overseas, uh, short-term missions, yeah. uh, which obviously we still use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but why is it that it has become just synonymous with going overseas and not church planting, not soul, you know, winning? Yeah, soul winning. I think because I mean, personally, I think it's because we've. So this is where it gets real tricky. In the in the nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies, there was a big push for reaching the unreached people groups yeah. of the world, which is not a bad thing. <clears throat> we want churches everywhere where there's not a gospel preaching church. Yeah. But there was this belief that if if uh, we hit all the unreached people groups, we could essentially hasten the coming of Christ. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just think that's based on bad exegesis. Mm -hmm. But what that does is it, it puts this, the onus on the church to go out and just get to places where there aren't, where there aren't, you know, believers where there's not, you have an unreached people group. And when you get there, you just have to win one of them to Christ. And then it's no longer an unreached people group anymore. Now you have one Christian there and you're good. 
the difficulty with that is one of the some of the most unreached areas in the world are places where the church thrived yeah. in, in during North the Africa. Era. North Africa yeah. and all over the, all over Central Asia. Yeah. I mean, there were there were more Christians at one point in southern China than there were Buddhists yeah. because the Nestorian movement that went over there. So you have large scale missionary work that then died off or was mm. killed off. So are those unreached groups? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in our day and age, they are, and we should send churches there. Yeah. But we would say those aren't that 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 connotation of unreached people group is just a dangerous it's just dangerous mm-hmm. language to use. I get why people do it. I don't think it's helpful. And really, that's really the fruit of uh, this sort of like let's hasten the movement, let's yeah. finish the work. So it's bad exegesis, bad ecclesiology, and bad yeah. bad theology. Bad really. theology, honestly, yeah. yeah. And the and the bad and it it does create really wretched ecclesiology on the yeah. field yeah. because then it's no longer about are we planting a, a gospel yeah. preaching church? Are we biblically minded yeah. in how the church is growing there? No, it's actually the other way around. Now we don't care about the church. Yeah. We just want to get there, play basketball with enough people, and hopefully someone comes to Christ. Then I'm good to go. Armenianism going wild. It really is. I mean, yeah. in the saddest way. Yeah. So yeah. that's where that's where we would say. I mean, I think that's where it went off the rails a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, too many questions. No, no, that's super helpful. <laughs> well, I hope that's helpful for you. Again, uh, we don't want to denigrate anybody who's doing God's work in different course, places. Yeah. Um, and our our heart in this is just to help understand how the Bible categorizes these things. So, um, if you have any questions, feel free to email us anytime at info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks so much. Thank you.